Law 25, recreate yourself. Do not accept the roles that society foists on you. Recreate yourself by forging a new identity, one that commands attention and never bores the audience. Be the master of your own image rather than letting others define it for you. Incorporate dramatic devices into your public gestures and actions. Your power will be enhanced and your character will seem larger than life. Observance of the Law 2 In 1831, a young woman named Aurora Dupont de Vont left her husband and her family and moved to Paris. Why? Because she wanted to be a writer. And she felt like her marriage was some type of prison for her. She couldn't get out. She couldn't put her creatives into something. But for a woman to have power and money in Paris in the 1830s, um, you would need to usually assign yourself to a man. And no woman had really come close to making a living by writing back then. They only wrote as hobbies. The first editor she showed her work to said, You should make babies, madame, not literature. So that's just to illustrate the point of how difficult and challenging her path was for a lot of the time. And women writers were often forced into ready-made roles that of a second-rate artist who wrote mostly for other women. Duvon decided that if she had to play a role, she would turn the game around and she would play the part of a man. Now, about a year later, a publisher accepted Duvon's first major novel. But she had published it under a pseudonym, George Sand. All the Paris assumed that this new writer, impressive new writer, was a male. Coincidentally enough, Devont had sometimes, you know, worn men's clothing, and she had actually done this before she even created this character of George Sand. You know, she had worn it just because she found it comfortable, as many women today do. But then, after creating this character, she enhanced and exaggerated this image she was creating for herself. So she added, you know, coats and hats and heavy boots um, to her wardrobe. She smoked cigars, expressed herself like a man, and she found herself accepted into the clique of male artists. Now what this image did is that it protected her, her, this male persona, protected her from the public's prying eyes and judgments. Out in the world she played this extreme image that wasn't originally her, it's not real, private, she remained herself. And she so intelligently realized that any character we create eventually gets stale, right? Any character we see in a movie, we're eventually gonna get sick of it, right? So she tried to always dramatically alter the character she created by conducting affairs, you know, with, with famous men, got in politics, leading uh, rallies and demonstrations, inspiring other people. So no one would dictate to her the limits of the character she had created, only she would. Interpretation. In a journal she wrote, uh, she confessed that she had no desire to actually be a man, like it wasn't something she really enjoyed, but it was the idea of playing apart for public consumption. What she really wanted was the power to determine her own character. She refused the limits her society would have set on her. And here's a really important point that I want to talk about. She did not attain her power by being herself. Instead, she created a persona that she could constantly adapt to her own desires. A persona that attracted attention and gave her presence. Now, I feel like there's a very big stigma attached to this idea of being someone you're not. People want to, people want to see other people who are authentic and genuine. We believe people, we're going to trust people who are authentic and genuine, who are real. That's completely normal, I completely agree, and I try and execute that every time I create something into the world. I'm saying this to say that back then, back hundreds of years ago, they didn't have the opportunities we have now, obviously. They did not... So, in order to excel in certain fields of power, you had to change your character. Right? You had to put on some type of persona. 
but I feel like today you don't have to do that as much, if at all, because here's the thing, everybody can find each other, we can all find each other online somewhere or another, billions of other people, right, we can all find each other and contact each other, you can find like-minded people to you, back then, she couldn't go on Google and search women's, women writers, go on a blog and, and talk about her struggles as a woman writer, you know, she couldn't do that, that didn't exist, she had to create a persona, she had to leverage the stereotypes and biases of the people within her society. You can do that now as well. You just have to be aware of them. So I don't think you should create a fake persona, although it can work. We've all been, we've all seen it. We've all seen, you know, fitness websites and these, these quote-unquote gurus trying to sell us something, okay? And you see these pages, they're long. They're full of testimonials and, and these videos that, you know, you see the videos of these people explaining what they're selling and how it works. It just doesn't seem fucking real to me. Some people aren't perceptive. They'd be like, oh, yeah, let me click that. Let me buy that. Of course, some people don't see past that. That's why they, they have money. But that's not real to me. And I, I don't think you need to do that and create that image that they're creating. All right. I think you can be authentic and genuine and you can find like-minded people as I'm trying to do now. Your new identity will protect you from the world precisely because it is not you. It is a costume you put on and take off. That is what she did. But that is not what we have to do now. Keys to power. The character you seem to have been born with is not necessarily who you are. Beyond the characteristics you have inherited, your parents, your friends, and your peers have helped to shape your personality. The Promethean task of the powerful is to take control of the process, to stop allowing others the, that ability to limit and mold them. Remake yourself into a character of power. Working on yourself like clay should be one of your greatest and most pleasurable life tasks. It makes you in essence an artist, an artist creating yourself. I love that. That's what I'm trying to say. We have the power to create ourselves, to define our own identity. We don't have to play a persona. We can mold who we are based on what we want in the world and what we see in our values. We have that power. The first step in the process of self-creation is self-consciousness. Being aware of yourself as an actor and taking control of your appearances and emotions. People who wear their heart on their sleeves out in society are tiresome and embarrassing. Those who cry in public may temporarily elicit sympathy, but sympathy soon turns to scorn and irritation at their self-obsessiveness. They're crying to get attention. We feel and a malicious part of us wants to deny them the satisfaction. So if you're that type of person, you're going to need to adapt your persona to the context you're within. Because a lot of people may perceive you in those ways. They may grow tiresome of you because of certain characteristics you show. And that is when I believe you, you need to adapt and change. Learn to play many roles, to be whatever the moment requires, adapt your mask to the situation, be protein in the faces you wear. Authority. Know how to be all things to all men, a discreet Proteus, a scholar among scholars, a saint among saints. This is the art of winning over everyone, for like attracts like. Take notes of temperaments and adapt yourself to that of each person you meet. Follow the lead of the series and jovial, in turn, changing your mood discreetly. Ballister Grayson. Reversal. There can really be no reverse to this critical law. Bad theatre is bad theatre. Even appearing natural requires art. Law 25. Recreate yourself.